everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplugged with Annie. We begin a new series today with the lovely Sarah as my first guest. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Um, and this, this series is titled The Promises in the Process, and I'm really excited about this because I've got three amazing women who are talking about their journey over the series. And Sarah is someone who works with multiple organizations, and she mentors and she personal coaches people. Um, college kids to I, I think a, a whole variety in terms of age group and we're going to hear a little bit more about what she does and uh, and then talk about yeah the subject of promises and process so firstly welcome thank you and uh, thanks for having this chat with us um, so first and foremost uh, tell us a little bit about the work you do and what that involves yeah. so really the way I best describe it is that I just with people, um, wherever they are and whatever they need. So, um, in the States, get a lot of work with college students, sort of coaching, mentoring, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, here has been uh, learning and trying to figure out what that looks like in the context. And so, um, yeah, just helping people um, understand themselves and where they are and through that really achieve their goals and tomorrow's yeah. individuals. So considering that you are from the States and now you've now you've also had work experience in India, um, you know, bouncing off what you said, is is there a major difference that you've observed? Though you're working with, you know, different kinds of people, is there kind of like a cultural difference or something that really stands out in comparison? There are plenty of small ones. Uh, yeah. Maybe the biggest one that I've noticed is just um Maybe difference in expectation in regards to what it means to listen or ask questions. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest ones I've seen is that being in the States, there's a little bit more of a culture of asking people questions, not just for information, but for understanding. Yeah. Um, and since living here, I've really seen that a lot of times questions are seen as pretty pragmatic. Yeah. Ask someone something, you know, yeah. something about, you know, information about their lives, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, instead of more understanding. So that's been one interesting observation. Okay. As someone who asks a lot of questions, yeah. it's, been, it's been neat to learn and see. Okay, that's interesting. So um, this, this whole topic of, of process and promises, it kind of leads from another series I did called uh, Faith in the Storm. And similarly, you know, spoke to a lot of people uh, in regards to situations of adversity that they've gone through and how their faith has been shaken in those situations. And when I talk of like promises and the process, again, it heavily is revolving around faith, this topic, because um, especially when we talk about God's promises. So, um, of course, keeping it within that context then, when we when we think of God as our saviour, as our centre, as our, um, you know, as the Prince of Peace, if you like, in our lives, um, that is kind of like a steady, it's a steady thing which doesn't change, but our lives and the circumstances in our lives continue to change. We go through many storms, um, we go through great phases and, and not so great phases. So, how does this, how do we keep our faith steady in these different phases of life, in the process? Yeah. And it's never easy, and I think especially for each person and their experience is going to be different. Um, but something that I've found um, really helpful is kind of this understanding that not only is God with us in the midst of our struggles, mm-hmm. but He is um, outside of the struggles too. 
he's in charge of it. He, you know, knows everything, sees everything. He will be accountable to sovereignty that, you know, he's not only in the midst of something with this, he's also before it and ahead of it. And can kind of see from end to end what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think for me at least that there's such a strong sense of of that peace. Yeah. Know that not only is he near in my pain or in my confusion, um, but he also is way ahead of me in knowing what's gonna happen and understanding the purpose behind it. Any of these things. So that confidence that he's both near to us but also way beyond us in his capacity to understand. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a sense of security mm-hmm. um, that, yeah, that he sees the greater purpose, or knows the greater yeah, purpose. Yeah, he sees the whole picture. He yeah. sees the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I think that's definitely something everyone can relate to mm-hmm. in, in regards to faith, for sure. Um, so when I talk of promises, I mean, it's, it's um, I'm specifically talking about God's promises and the promises that... Um, we, we read about that, you know, he has uh, stipulated over our lives, if you like. Um, what, 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 did, what, did, what do these promises look like or feel like to you? You know, what, what is the promises that you hold on to which um, really enable you to, to keep feeling that security, I guess? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, a lot of them are really tied up into the character of who God is. So, you know, when you hear the word God, I think most of us you know, think of someone who's more distant. Who's mm-hmm. maybe in control but doesn't really care about the everyday experience in their lives. And yeah. for me, what's been so transformative is kind of understanding that it's not the whole story, you know, that mm-hmm. he really is God who can be near, who we can know the character of, because we have a relationship with him, you know, it's not just one way, but it mm-hmm. can be both, and so, in that sense, you know, if you look at, you have in first instance, even your own, my own personal experience, I've seen um, more of just through the character of God, almost like a friend, in the same way that I've, you yeah. know, get to know friends better, and because of that, I know I can trust them to act a certain way in a situation, or... Can trust that if they do something, there must be. Because if I don't understand right away, there must be a reason, you know? Like, yeah. we all have friends who maybe act yeah. differently. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think that's a great analogy because we don't often think about it like that. Mm-hmm. We don't um, take that approach of that God is like a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, like you said, it, it seems distant and it's, it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. And. Um, and yeah, you're right. In every relationship, there's this approach that even when you make a new friend, yeah. you don't necessarily trust them immediately. Yeah. So, is it so? Is it the same then? Building that trust with God is it something which takes time? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Again, everyone's story is different, but I know for me, um, it has been just almost in the same way that I would with a friendship. You know, mm. you have a new friend. You might not trust it with all your secrets it, yeah. at first. <laughs> yeah. But then as time goes on and you see their character, you see yeah. that there's someone who can be trusted, who yeah. you know, has your back, whatever that is. And yeah. I think that's really been true in my relationship with God, too. You know, over time and different situations, seeing, oh, you know, he's been the same in XYZ situation. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I can trust what they might say in the Bible or that they're saying, you know, he's this way, he's loving, or he's... Or step back, all these different things. Over time, I've 
this really fascinated that so much more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It helps in this process. Yeah. So I think for some people who are atheists, perhaps who don't have a belief in God, I mean, what's really hard to understand is how we care God. You know, because when it's a friend or a, a relationship um, on on this world you play, um, we you know we we experience the reaction and we experience the response and we can speak. And of course, we have these holy books, we have the Bible or you know whichever religion people are from. There's all these holy books which speak of what of what um, you know God feels and thinks, and it's like a representation, but. How do we, because we don't necessarily hear, or maybe some people do hear yeah. God talk, but how do we, um, how do we, I guess what I'm trying to get at is how do we keep the faith that um, this is what he's saying, this is what he wants? Yeah. Like, how do we, how do we sort of understand that, or at least try to understand that? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think. That should require, again, requires faith in a sense to keep faith. Um, yeah. There's always going to be a point, no matter how many, and sometimes there are signs that you see. You know, for me, I think that I've experienced God a lot through people. Yeah. I'm a very relational person. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. I think I see, you know, it's obviously not him directly speaking, but you kind of see a reflection of these sort of truths that you read that are supposed to be true about him, that you take faith of you see those in people, you know, or you, you experience someone loving you so well, and it's kind of a process of tracing that back to the source of that love, which for me has been the love of God, and for a lot of the people that I've felt most loved by, it's the same source. And so it's kind of almost in a way getting creative with understanding, you know, even if we have all of the voice, yeah. you know, there are so many voices that piece them together really do become a really strong source of um, feeling this meaning and this sense of response. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense. That's interesting. And and so going back to process then, yeah. no one really likes process no. at all. <laughs> um, I think we're in such a generation of, you know, wanting things immediately and not really want, you know, not really wanting to go through the uncomfort which process uh, entails, I guess. Yeah, it's required, absolutely. Um, so was there a point in your life where you, you, you know, off the back of your head, was there any point where perhaps it was at a time where you didn't have this relationship with God, but um, whether it was or whether it wasn't, where you felt that, you know, you were rushing to get to a destination, um, but somehow it just wasn't fulfilling you, it wasn't making you happy, and um, it made you realize that actually, you know, you have to go through this process. Did you experience anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think most of it's in decision making. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like, I don't think anyone really likes uncertainty, you know, and I particularly don't like it. I don't want things out of my control, I don't like to not know what's coming, and so when you hit these crossroads, you know, where you're deciding whether it be job or a move or mm. um, relationship, whatever it might be, you're kind of faced with uncertainty about what might happen as a result of your decision. Mm. I think those are the times where I'm the most 
become resistant to disgusting tasks. You know, like I, I want to come to a resolution with this data. I want to um, try and predict exactly what's going to happen if I choose this path or if I choose this one, whatever it might be. And so in that, I think it's been the times where I kind of feel, feel the most that if I could just come to a decision, everything would be solved. You know, if I could choose where I'm going to live and everything else would fall into place, or whatever that might be. And in those times is when I tend to just become the most frustrated or the most, um, in a way, skeptical. Like, I, I struggle to trust um, God and, and trust that He might be doing anything in the process, trust that God's in my head, because when you see, you see these different options lined up in front of you, and, um, you always have so many different voices of complaints about what might happen if you choose one or the other. Um, I think in that, it can be easy to just get confused and start to, for me, I, I try and um, predict all the outcomes, you know, and so if I, if I choose this, then this will take me on this path, but who knows down the road is going to do this, and all of a sudden I become really lost in this process, and instead of really trusting that, you know, there's a reason that we are in so many crossroads in our life, you know, there's a reason our life is really made up of small decisions, you know, small experiences, small moments, and it's kind of the big ones that often make me freak out the most <laughs> and question these things, but um, I think something that, I don't know, that I've really seen is that you can almost practice um, this response in the big decisions and the small ones. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm not every day going to be choosing whether, what country I'm going to live in, you know, like that's pretty big decision. And Definitely. It's going to cause a lot of distress, but every day I am going to be choosing how I'm going to respond to a conflict with a friend, or mm-hmm. you know, not knowing what time you get home you can stuck in traffic. You know, all these really, really small things that can be unknown, but if we can put our eyes on the destination, instead yeah. of focusing on how to respond to the process. Okay. So, do you think it's almost like we have the smaller decisions um, to make, which become like practice for the big decisions in terms of like the way that we're um, not grooming ourselves, but sort of honing ourselves as practice. And then if we if we do apply that to the small decisions, it'll be easier to apply to the big decision. Yeah, I feel like I found that in my own life, like really seeing that you know. Again, everything we do has importance. You know, I think for a long time, I put a lot of weight on the bigger decisions and the smaller everyday experience. I just feel like it will happen and it will be fine. But you know, since kind of having this perspective of every you know interaction, every day there's opportunity to sort of see how I might be putting weight in the ball instead of trusting the process, mm-hmm. and then in that. Do you think you end up disappointed when you're focusing too much on the end goal? Absolutely. Because the end is what's unpredictable. You know, even the silly example, you know, it's gone by, after this crazy. And, (laughs) you know, there are so probably five times a week I have a schedule in my mind, certain time I'm going to be home, the things I'm going to do after that. And all of a sudden, you know, it's silly, but I've had a long day and you know, I think, okay, if I can reach home by this time, I can go for a ride, I can cook dinner, and all of a sudden, it's like, that's what's motivating me to get to the end of my day. Yeah. And you hit this moment where you're sitting 
I weigh and you're stepping back and even on the ski, all your plates slipping. <laughs> yeah. You know, every horn honk that you hear, you see it kind of <laughs> slipping away. And, you know, it's in those moments where I kind of realize, oh, like, I do feel this sense of disappointment that this plan can't happen mm-hmm. because I've been putting so much hope, in a sense, and expectation on this plan. It's a silly example. Obviously, I get over that pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. I think that kind of process I've seen is the same one yeah, in the everyday experience. True. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are driven by God's promises then, but another struggle, which I think is very difficult, is even if you're aiming to make different decisions, mm-hmm. to be a better person, a better version of yourself, even apply what you've learned in making small decisions to big decisions, mm-hmm. and then there's a lot of other factors which influence that. Um, whether it's maybe your circle of friends or your family. So we're constantly surrounded by people who have different beliefs and different core values and different different habits, I guess. Um, how do you sort of navigate your way through that when, not necessarily decision-making, but just living life in general? How do you sort of stay on your course when you're being pulled from so many angles? You know what I mean? Like you could still be trying to be the best version of yourself, but maybe just the fact you live with multiple people and you're constantly surrounded by them, their habits kind of rub off on you. Yeah. How, how do you how do you sort of navigate your way around that, do you think? Yeah. Mm. It, it, it's really tricky. It is hard, yeah. Just... And, and it's like, uh, actually, the reason I'm asking this is because um, a couple of uh, people who have been following me on social mm. media, um, I did get questions... Um, much earlier related to this in the sense that, you know, they they do want to sort of change their uh, sense of direction or, you know, maybe have faith in something, but then they're being very put down by maybe a family member's belief or someone else's belief. And therefore, you know, again, it's like going back to square one. Like you're, you're trying to go grow and you're trying to get ahead, but there's this constant thing just pulling you back all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's hard to you know, not know each person's situations I think. Everyone is different and there are so many mm-hmm. tough situations out there where mm-hmm. I think it's just discouraging after discouraging that times experience that and mm-hmm. I think it you know Easier said than done, obviously, but for me, often it eventually kind of comes back to this place of just choosing, um, you know, what, I guess, what our, our hope really is in, you know, and then choosing, you know, if there is a path or, you know, decide a decision we want to make or a change we want to make, all these things, like, Expecting that it's going to be tested, it's going to be challenged from one side or another. Whether right. it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's at home, you know, uh, habits or things that are like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing that you know, there, there is grace in that process, you know, like there's not, not like any of us are able to, you know, put our minds on one thing and do it like this. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, it, it's always a process. Yeah. Um, yeah. So aim for progress, not aim, perfection. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and knowing too that you know 
in so many ways, that that process is you know like something we've been talking about. Like there's not like there's this one end goal that we all have to attain. You know, there's no everything like everything right. You know, even in this process of family, like maybe your friends, your family, or just you know whatever that might be. You know, that is all part of that process and that journey as well. Mm-hmm. And so even learning to kind of choose to see that as um, as good in its own way, you know, because it's causing us to grow, because it's causing us to um, kind of figure out for ourselves how we're going to respond to different situations, you know, what we're going to find that open, or any of these things. Like, yeah. Any sort of adversity always does that. So even choosing... We're going to protect the changes that you know, we don't have our eyes on just like one thing that's going to make it all better, but we really see that it's the process that where we progress, where we grow, where we learn so much and gain so much. Um, I think that helps in those mm-hmm. moments where it can be discouraging mm-hmm. just to know, okay, if this is part of where we grow through this process. And obviously you work with uh, so many different kinds of people and coaching and mentoring is a big deal in itself. It's a lot of responsibility and when I've spoken to some other guests as well, um, I am always curious, is, is it a lot of, do you feel a lot of pressure to um, give advice in, in the, in, you know, in the right way? Do you ever go back home and think, oh, I should have, I, I could have also said this or I could have done that? Do you have those moments? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's easy to self evaluate and you know, yeah. 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 But do you and, and, and also working so closely with people, have you obviously you, you must have witnessed certain transformations in people's behaviour and yeah. and it is that I mean, it must be quite a rewarding feeling to, to, to feel like you were part of the person's journey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think it's really much work and certainty. Yeah. yeah. To me, people are everything, you know, about our lives, like, other things are obviously important, but it's like, you think about the most valuable things in our life, our work, or our, any of these things, there's always going to be a person attached to that, you know, and, and a person that we're interacting with, and so, to get to really experience relationships with people, you know, it's one of the hardest things, because you're right, like, for as much as you see people transform and really grow, you also see people feel into play that they can think of stuff. You know, you see people really hurting, you know, and when you're, you're walking really closely with them, especially these things, you hit adversity, you hit these mm. roadblocks, you know, no matter how much I might say, you know, fuck up, you know, like, you're whatever, it's like, this is okay, the process is the point, all these things, like, there's a point where every person has to choose whether they're going to, you know, trust and really see that, and, and you can't choose for them, so... That's probably one of the most frustrating, but something humbling things about working so closely with people is, you know, there is a point where I know that I'm not in control, you know, and I can't, I can help people, I can help them discover things, and help them, you know, grow, but I, they have to do it themselves too, you know, and so there's some freedom in that, you know, when, when you do hit those moments of um, discouragement or you see people, you know, struggling and you hurt for them, you know, you don't want to see people struggle, but I'm knowing too that there is only so much that I can do or you can do, you know, and that's to be able to send them to you. Yes. 
watching everyone you can stay updated with everything podcast related on my instagram page at the raid unplug with annie and we're also on facebook under the name unplug with annie